Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Thanking you. Good evening, everybody. Everybody okay? Fantastic. So a drunk, here she goes, stumbles along a baptismal service on a Sunday afternoon down by the river, and he walks down into the water and stands next to the minister. And when the minister turns and notices this old drunk, he says, Sir, are you ready to find Jesus? And the drunk says, Yes, sir, I am. So the minister dunks the drunk under the water and then pulls him right back up and he says, have you found Jesus? No preacher, I haven't, I haven't. So the minister dunks him under again, a bit longer this time, brings him back up. Now brother, have you found Jesus? No reverend, I didn't. And then the minister in disgust dunks him again, holds him under for at least 30 seconds, brings him out of the water and says in a bit of a harsh tone, my good fellow, have you found Jesus? And the drunk looks at him, wipes his eyes and says, are you sure this is where he fell in? (laughs) Thank you. Might go in for stand-up comedian. No, I won't. Jesus was 30 years old when he went into the ministry and 33 when he was crucified. Just three years in the ministry. That's all he worked for. But of all the things that he could have started his ministry with and could have ended his ministry with, he started by getting baptized and he ended it by commanding us to baptize people. Baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo. It means to be fully immersed in water. And the term baptizo was used in the first century to describe dipping cloth into dye. And when the cloth came out of the vat, it looked different to the way that it went in. And some of you may have been baptized as babies or or dedicated or christened. That is not the same thing as what is going to take place here tonight. When you were baptized as a baby, you you didn't get fully dunked in water. That would have been child abuse. Okay, they might have sprinkled some stuff on your head, a little bit of water. That's infant baptism. You had no say in that. That was down to your parents. What these guys are going to do tonight is a personal choice that they've made as adults. Okay? So being fully immersed is their decision, nobody else's. And since baptism was the bookends of the ministry of the Son of God, with 74 mentions in the Bible, it should tell us as Christians that to get baptized is a pretty big deal. And it's got to be one of the strangest things that we do in church, right? Because if you think about it, some of the other elements that make up a church service, most of the stuff that we do translates pretty well to our culture at large. For instance, we sing songs. Okay, well, I sing songs down the city ground. Some of the people in here put their arms up when they're singing songs. I do that when I'm singing Miss Rolling In From The Trent down the city ground. Okay, so there's things that are the same. Sometimes when we're in church, we take communion together. We eat bread and wine. Well, a lot of people go around each other's houses or go out for meals together and do just that. Maybe not bread and wine, but a bit of garlic bread and a pint of lager. Who knows? And we listen to someone doing this, speaking or preaching, but that happens in the world. And if you're a university student, you sit in lectures and listen to people do this as well. And we pray. And I think a lot of people in the world pray, even if they don't confess to believe in Jesus. Some people just pray because it makes them feel better or they're just desperate. 
But if you've not been around church culture, this baptism thing that we're going to go and do doesn't translate at all. I mean, outside the church, when was the last time you saw someone get dunked in a pool of water? Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. And yet this is what we do when we start following Christ. We get converted to Christianity. We become followers of Jesus and his teaching. And then we get to stand in a small swimming pool or the River Trent or a paddling pool or a hot tub is what we've got tonight. Is it hot, by the way? Is it heated? Wow. And we get dunked. No bubbles. We could put the bubbles on afterwards. Let me tell you a bit more about what baptisms are. Firstly, they're a celebration. These guys are going to get up in a minute. They're going to share their stories. They are publicly celebrating an inner transformation. That's what happens when you put your faith in Jesus. So when they get up and they're sharing about what they're doing, and when they go into the tank, please feel excited for them because they're excited about the change in their lives. So if you want to whoop and holler and clap, you just absolutely go for it. You'll totally fit in here if you do things like that. Secondly, it's an act of obedience. And I know obedience is a characteristic of following Jesus. In Matthew 28, 90 to 20, some of the last words Jesus spoke to his disciples were a threefold instruction. He said this, make disciples, baptize those who believe, and teach them his commands. So for no other reason, we baptize because Jesus has commanded us to do it. Thirdly, baptism shares a story. The New Testament and church history seem to indicate that baptism served as the initial profession of faith for the early Christians. There's lots of stories. After Philip preached to uh, Jesus to the Ethiopian, the new believer's initial request was, all right, I want to get baptized then. And they found some water and baptized him. When the Philippian jailer responded to the preaching of Paul and Silas, he and the believing members of his family, all his household, were baptized. And the same is true for other biblical characters like Lydia and Cornelius and the Corinthians. And for these believers, baptism was an outward expression of their new faith, and they wanted to show off their new way of life. Fourthly, baptism is an opportunity to witness to others. These guys are going to share, like I said, that they found Jesus. They've literally found, well, actually, that's not true. Jesus found them. We don't go looking for Jesus. He comes hunting us down. He's great. But they're going to they're share about the difference that Jesus has made in their lives. And baptism is, fifthly, symbolic. We believe that Jesus died, was buried, and that he rose again. And when a believer goes into the water and gets baptized, it's like a visual reenactment of, of like that, that burial in the grave going down into the water, being washed clean, having your sins washed away and coming up into new life just as Jesus was buried in the grave and he came up into new life after three days. When people get married, most people determine that they're going to wear a a ring on their finger. Not everybody does it. Does that mean that they're not married? No. But to wear the ring is like a public thing. It's It's a commitment. It's saying, I've just got married and I want to show the world that I'm married. And it's the same with baptism. It's an outward and public symbol of an inward commitment that they've gone through with. And finally, we we have to believe that it's not just symbolic when they go down into that water. You know, when Jesus was in the water, the Holy Spirit came down upon him. And we want to believe for these guys tonight as they are in the water, as they come back out of the water, that they're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says that he gives us new tongues. He gives us a new heavenly language. And we're going to believe that for our four that are going through the water tonight. And why water? Well, when God chose to save Noah and his family from the flood, he shut the door of the ark, and it says he brought them safely through the waters of judgment into new life. When he freed the Israelites from Egypt, many of you will know the story, even if you didn't, didn't go to Sunday school, you might have heard it in school at some point, he parted the Red Sea, and they walked through on dry ground. 
He did it a few decades later as well with the Jordan so that Israel could cross over. And when Jonah chose to disobey God, he ended up in the belly of a whale. And then the whale came through the storm and spat the guy out onto dry ground. And he was a transformed character. Baptism requires water and plenty of it so that the old life can be washed away so that newness of life can come. So I'm going to close with these words found in Acts 22:16. This is from the message version. So what are you waiting for? Get up. Get yourself baptized, scrubbed clean of those sins and personally acquainted with God. Amen. Thank you.